skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome everyone to the Living Skin Podcast. It's great to have you with us today. Hey, it's Beth Light Alco here, and we have a very, very special podcast planned because we're actually going to be shifting away from necessarily talking about skin, but more importantly, talking about what the skin protects, which of course is our body. And what we're looking at today is we have a very special guest, an expert who's going to be joining us from Canada, Dureshni Vining, and she's gonna be sharing with us how important it is to be mindful of human ergonomics, especially when it comes to what we do as skin therapists, or even now in this time, working from home. So welcome to the podcast, Dureshni. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I'm so stoked to talk about this. This is one of my favorite, favorite subjects apart from skincare and Dermalogica, obviously, but it is, it really is something that's close to my heart. And I think something that's really important for everyone to learn about and just be more cognizant of. So happy to be here. So excited about this and just so appreciative to be on this. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. I know this is a busy time for everyone. Thank you for calling in um, from Canada. I wish we could be face-to-face at this time, but you know what? We have a lot to talk about. I can't wait to get started. You know me, I have a million questions. This is so impactful right now, what is happening, not only in our industry, but also what is happening for anyone who's working from home or finding themselves spending more time at their desk than they necessarily were before. So for those of you tuning in, if you haven't had a chance to be in one of Dureshni's classes, Uh, If you haven't had a time to see her actually teach or present, she's phenomenal. So let me give you a little bit more information about Dureshni. So uh, Dureshni has gained years of experience in the skin and massage therapy industry through not only business development, but education, training in eight different sports techniques, and even owning her own spa and training business for 10 years in South Africa. Now, most recently, Dreshni has been a Dermalogica instructor for over two years, and she has been empowering hundreds of professional skin therapists in Toronto, Ontario. She brings a wealth of experience in not only theory, but practical tips to maximizing movement implementation for a healthy, strong body. And I think that is so powerful, especially around our topic today. I love how you say that, maximizing movement implementation. So I think, you know, my first question, number one, is really around that and the aspect of what is ergonomics or most importantly, what is human ergonomics that you could help us understand a little bit further? That's a great question. And I think that will really help to set the foundation of the information that we're covering today. Ergo Plus defines it simply as the laws of work or the science of work. 
ergonomics draws from many disciplines to optimize the interaction between the work environment and the worker. Human ergonomics or human factors, as it's more commonly known as, focuses on any interaction amongst humans and the things that we do or the objects that we use and connect with on a daily basis. It essentially comes down to the fit, the fit of everything that you're using in your environment, how comfortable it is, and how easily you can move within that environment. Looking at the way we sit, stand, move throughout the day, but also thinking about what we're using. So things like our desks, our chairs, the position of our computer, the position of our treatment bed. Even when we're making dinner and chopping vegetables, that involves human ergonomics. So it really involves everything in our day-to-day -day life, as well as the environment that surrounds us. Now, if you are more comfortable in your environment and more comfortable with the objects that you're using, this creates less risk of injury and also helps to minimize any muscle irritation that might happen from repetitive movements. This essentially, in the long term, will help to decrease pain and help to improve overall well-being. Okay, that is perfect. I mean, that of course, that tells us a lot about how we're moving and how it can be associated with maybe even discomfort that you're feeling. I mean, I know right now you and I are sitting here talking, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, what about my chair placement? You know, my desk placement, it just really gets you thinking about how every little movement, like you said, directionally affects again, how you live and how you work um, and how you feel, I think mm -hmm. is something with that as well. So why do you think it's important for a skin therapist to be aware of human ergonomics or even for them to become more attuned to their own you know, way of, of movement and working in their space. Mm -hmm. If we think about the way that we're spending the bulk of our day as professional skin therapists, it's either in that treatment room or now that we've had that pivot in business and we've had that change in business dynamic that might even be spent in front of a computer all day. So it's crucial that we're aware of the way that we're moving, the way that we're sitting, the way that we're standing to avoid any injuries or long-term strain that our muscles might take. It's also good to work at ensuring that our bodies are fully capable of carrying us through a long, happy, healthy, comfortable career. So being cognizant of the way that we sit in a treatment can help prevent things like hip strain, knee pain, or shoulder pain down the road. Taking the time to really assess how you feel within your body is also really important. Do you find that while you're doing a treatment, your shoulders are really, really tense? Or after that treatment, your shoulders are really tense? If you are sitting in front of a computer all day, are you finding that you have a little bit more neck tension in the front of your neck and in your chest area? That's often from overusing those muscles and causing a lot of strain on those muscles. So really thinking about how you're feeling and how it relates to what you're spending majority of your day doing. If you find that you, you, know, you are in that treatment all day and you are experiencing a lot of that shoulder tension, Try just be a little bit more aware of it when you are doing it and try and relax those shoulders. Try and decrease the amount of tension that you're holding because it doesn't need to be there. 
you can move freely without holding your shoulders tight or without clenching your jaw, without feeling that constant discomfort. And more often it's from habit. It's habit of getting into that position. So as soon as we start, you know, working on a computer or typing or doing our treatment, our muscles think, okay, cool. This is the position I need to be in to do this because I've been doing this for such a long time. So it's really retraining those muscles to relax, become a little bit more flexible, incorporate different movement dynamics into your daily life so that your muscles aren't getting used to doing things the same way all the time. It's always really important to have that movement throughout the day. So trying to remain limber, trying to remain flexible throughout the day is going to help immensely. You know, being aware of of how your hips or knees feel throughout the day. If maybe you're like me and you're really short. So I always struggle to have my feet touch the floor on a chair. And I find that if they don't, I'm prone to so much inflammation in my lower legs at the end of the day. So for me, it's always something that I have to be aware of, of making sure that my feet are flat on the floor so that I don't have that inflammation to deal with at the end of the day. So really just, you know, a lot of awareness and a lot of becoming in tune with your body and assessing how you're feeling within your body, how you're feeling after treatment or after a day at your desk. Okay. I, I think that's fantastic because I'm literally writing notes because your information is, I feel like is so spot on, especially when you're talking about assessing like how you're feeling and the shoulders and this repetitive movement, you know, causing, you know, discomfort or inflammation. Um, I definitely can agree with a lot of that, especially when you're sitting at the desk so much more than you normally have. And then like mm -hmm. the tightness, like in the neck, um, in the front of the neck and across the chest. I love how you're advising people to really just pay attention um, to, to how your body is feeling and then recognizing at that moment what you're doing that's maybe triggering that discomfort or like you said, that inflammation and how you can get relief from it. So speaking of relief, do you have any tips or techniques that we could do like in our office or um, area of work, wherever that may be, or maybe we're just at home, like you mentioned, you know, chopping vegetables or doing dishes, because I think those little tiny, even everyday movements could possibly trigger some discomfort. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it always comes down to two different things and that specifically being stretching and strengthening muscles. When you're looking at stretching muscles, this is muscles that are overworked, overused throughout the day because of that repetitive motion. So as we were discussing your chest being a little bit tighter, trying to do some chest stretches, maybe incorporating some warm up techniques before you start your day, whether that's in the treatment room, whether that's at your desk, Doing wrist rotations clockwise and anti-clockwise will help to keep those wrists mobile and help to change the way they're moving throughout the day. Finger flicks also really, really good, whether you're typing or in that treatment room. Kind of think of the movements that you perform when you're doing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. That's exactly the movement that you're looking for with finger flicks. Doing shoulder rolls backward and forward to maintain that mobility in those shoulder blades because that can be really high areas of tension. When you have a moment, 
try and bend down to touch your toes. And even if you're not there yet, even if you're not at your toes yet, manifest that you're getting to your toes. Just look toward your toes. And that will stretch out a lot of those big muscles in the back of the leg, in your lower back, that really help to keep us sitting upright or standing upright. So they can often take a lot of strain throughout the day. So really getting everything limber and flexible throughout the day is very important and being consistent with it. Because if you're doing treatments constantly, that repetitive motion needs opposite motion to get everything moving in different directions. When you're looking at the strength side of things, incorporating exercises that involve weight training or resistance training, if you're not keen on weights, this is going to help further develop the integrity and strength of the muscles so that everything can hold you up a little bit better. What we don't want is to create an imbalance within your muscles, where some muscles maybe in the front of the body are working harder than the muscles in the back of the body. So incorporating that strength and resistance training will really help to create that equilibrium within the body where you have the muscles working at equal rates and everyone's doing what they need to do. Okay, so stretching and strengthening the muscles. And then I think what's really great, a great point that you brought up was about these warm-up techniques. So, think, so thinking about warming up your body before you do the, you know, the movements that you normally do, whether that's a skin therapist or like you said, typing with your fingers or your wrist. I love that. I think that's such a key thing. It's almost like, you know, warming yourself up to work. You warm up to work out. So it completely makes sense that you would warm yourself up and get yourself ready and limber and flexible before you go into these movements. I love that. I think that's, that is, that is my aha moment today. <laughs> like so much. Um, so we've got the warm up techniques. You want to think about strengthening your muscles as well. What are possibly some key areas that are in a, th a skin therapist treatment room that I know that you probably have looked at or paid attention for, to, uh, for other people that could maybe help complement these kind of warm-up techniques or other things that they're doing to stay limber and flexible? Because I know that if you don't have your bed height right, or if your chair is not correct, or if you're reaching too far to get to the sink, these types of placements of where your things are in the treatment room can have an adverse effect, even if you do all of the wonderful warm-up techniques and stretching and flexing. Absolutely. You know, thinking about how you're spending majority of your day and the movements that you're doing will always have an effect on how your muscles react to that. So I do have a ton of things for the treatment room. Um, one of the things that I find the most important is try and keep your product at most your arm's length distance away from you. This will help to prevent you from overextending your body to try and get those products um, you know, if you're using a trolley, try and switch the, the area that your trolley is in. So maybe on Mondays, your trolley is on the left-hand side and Tuesdays, the trolley is on the right-hand side. That will help to prevent you from constantly turning to your left-hand side or constantly turning to your right-hand side. So you're just creating that equal balance on both sides so that one side of the body doesn't start to shorten the muscles because it's being overworked. And the other side doesn't start to lengthen too much because it's not being worked enough. 
keeping both feet on the floor. I know I've said this already, but this is such a vital component to being comfortable when you're sitting down. You don't want your feet swinging. This is great for your knee health, for your hip health, especially as women. It's, you know, it is something that we do need to look out for because we're predispositioned to things like osteoarthritis when we get older. So very important to keep that hip and knee health um, as healthy as we possibly can. Using a chair with wheels, if you can, this just helps you create more comfort between you and the treatment bed, you and the products that you need to possibly wheel over to get. And it just allows for a bit more flexibility of motion for yourself. If you can, getting a little backrest, even if it's minimal amount of support, that little bit of support will help you to rest your back while you're performing those treatments. If you're bending down to any lower storage cupboards to get any product from there or get anything that you need from the lower storage areas, make sure that you're squatting down. You don't want to bend from your back. That can cause injury very, very quickly. So use those strong leg muscles to help you bend down and pick anything up. Make sure that your treatment bed is adjusted to your height, like you mentioned. And you know, don't always stick to one height. If you find that today is a standing day or you want to alternate between sitting and standing through your treatment, adjust your treatment bed as needed. If you're doing skin treatment versus waxing treatment, there are going to be different heights that you require. So adjust it as you need to. Let your client know that you just want to make sure that the bed is comfortable for both of you. Adjust it for a leg wax, adjust it for an eyebrow wax. If you're spending most of your day doing that, you want to ensure that everything in your room is comfortable and easily accessible. Okay, again, a lot of massively helpful tips that you just gave us. I mean, aha moment, trolley, changing it up right to left. I think that's fantastic. And then you, I totally can see that in thinking about when I had my own business, I always had my trolley on the left-hand side. So I was constantly, mm -hmm. you know, twisting and moving that. And you're thinking about that side of your body is going to get kind of overworked. So if you've got that flexibility in your space and you can kind of move things around, um, it's just like moving furniture in your house. It's like keeping your workspace really fresh. I, I loved all of those points. Those are fantastic. Now, speaking of working and being, you know, busy, a lot of our, therapists are getting back into the treatment room. Um, I think, I know a lot of therapists are saying like they're extending their hours or they're trying to maybe do uh, shorter treatments and doing it more often. So they, they actually are gonna start working even more, I think, than, than before. So is there such a thing as referred to as like occupational like overuse, like working a lot, and then suddenly finding there's an area that tends to in your body that may like wear down faster than you had expected. Yes, absolutely. And you know, this can generally happen from any movement that's repetitive over a long period of time. It can start to cause an imbalance of weaker muscles and stronger muscles. So the stronger muscles are starting to dominate a lot of the movement and the weaker muscles are kind of on vacation and not doing everything that they need to do. But if you think about it, as a professional skin therapist, if you're doing three treatments a day, five days a week, each treatment is an hour, that's 15 hours a week that you're doing the same movements. Think about how you're implementing that cleansing technique or any touch therapy techniques that you're using in your, in your treatment. 
often those are using the same muscles. It's using the chest, the biceps, the hands, the forearms. So you're constantly using the same muscles and really making sure that you're incorporating those, those warm-up techniques and those movements that keep your wrists, keep your fingers dynamic throughout the day and that they are moving in different directions constantly. Because if we train our muscles constantly to do one thing, the muscles that get stronger are going to be the dominant muscles that rule over any other weaker muscle. So if you, if you think about it this way, if we only do 100 squats every single day and we don't incorporate push-ups, we don't incorporate any planking or burpees, goodness forbid, <laughs> we might find that those muscles just overwhelm everything else. So the muscles that you're using for squats get so strong that when you do try and do a push-up, your arms are like, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know what muscles to use. And it's exactly the same way when we're working. So creating that balance, keeping the muscles moving and dynamic so that we're not causing any, any damage or injury or discomfort to, to our body. Now, often with that occupational overuse, this can cause acute and chronic pain in some situations, more commonly looking at things like nerve compression, and it can develop into specific conditions like carpal tunnel syndrome, which is very common in our industry. This you'll find is pain in the hand and fingers caused by nerve compression in that area, can cause sensation of stinging, numbness, tingling, any burning sensation in that area. Things like tendonitis as well are quite common. This is inflammation of the tendons and the skin specifically target things like your forearms, your hands, it can cause things like muscle spasms, involuntary muscle contractions. So you might find that your hands are tensing up involuntarily and it takes a while to loosen that up. So that can really happen from doing those same movements constantly and not doing those warm-up techniques and keeping the muscles moving and dynamic throughout the day. Other things that don't even involve our forearms that we're using every day or our hands that we're using every day can affect our, our lower body. So looking at nerve compression like sciatica. Now this is pain that affects the back, hip, and the outside of the leg. And it's caused by compression of the sciatic nerve root, which is found in the lower back. This can be aggravated by any kind of muscle tension in the back, legs, hips, and even the abdomen. So if you're sitting in one position throughout the day, you're going to hold a lot of tension in that hip area and that can start to compress on that nerve, causing a lot of pain in that leg as well. Okay. So that makes complete sense because you're constantly, like you said, just constantly like sitting or you're overusing. I loved how you talked about the hands and the forearms. So I think as therapists, that is just a huge thing that we were constantly doing. So when we think about occupational overuse, as you've just um, discussed with us, beyond the kind of maybe inflammation or the tensing or the burning um, sensation, are there any other telltale signs that I've actually overworked or overstressed an area um, on my body? Yes, definitely. This is where we really get into how we assess ergonomics in the, in the body or the way that we're moving in the body. So some key telltale signs that we'll look at are obviously pain and discomfort, 
maybe one shoulder being higher than the other, or one hip being higher than the other, noticing any achy feet, any pain in specific areas of your feet, maybe it's on the outside or the arch of your feet, that can help you understand where you're moving incorrectly throughout the day. You might even notice that you're slightly hunched over and experience that neck pain predominantly in the front of the neck and in the chest, and maybe a little bit of pain underneath the shoulder blade in the, in the upper back. Now, this is caused by those chest muscles and those neck muscles in the front of the body overworking because of the amount of movements that you're doing with those muscles and the muscles in the upper back starting to become a lot more slack and a lot more looser. So when we're thinking about how we're going to fix that, you want to work at strengthening the muscles in the upper back, as well as stretching out the muscles in the front of the chest and in the neck area. Discomfort and stiffness can also be on one side of the body due to that being the dominant side or having any objects that are needed on a daily basis on that side. So I know we chatted about that trolley. So if your product trolley is only on the left-hand side, that left-hand side is going to become a lot shorter with those muscles working a lot harder. And the right-hand side will become a lot longer and a little bit lazier in terms of muscle tension. I can definitely relate to that because I'm thinking right now, even talking to you, I'm like, I feel like, you know, my like right shoulder is dipping lower than my left one or, you know, trying to like straighten yourself out. Like you said, overcompensating for that muscle that is like you said, shorter because it's getting overworked. So mm -hmm. that's perfect because again, I think sometimes, especially as therapists and you're working and you get a tight neck or a tight shoulder or, you know, your lower back and you're like, you I don't know, I, I feel like you are, you kind of shrug it off, right? You maybe take like an anti-inflammatory, but there, you really should be paying attention to it, right? Correct. And, and try to thinking about how can I correct this repetitive motion or movement in my treatment room? Would you say, would you say so? Definitely. That's what's going to help prevent any of that strain from happening in the long term. So the more we're aware of it now, the better our bodies are going to react later on. Right, right. And, I, and I'm guilty of it myself where I'm like, oh, it's just my neck, right? Or I just, I worked really long today. So I'm not going to necessarily take the steps to alleviate the situation because I'm just kind of you know, brushing it off a little bit. But it's important to, like you said earlier, to have a very healthy, fulfilling, long career in doing what we do for a living, which is very physical, whether mm -hmm. it's standing or sitting um, walking around depending on the space of where you work as well. So when you do identify those areas of pain, discomfort, and inflammation, I know you are a RMT. So do you have any suggestions, like whether there are like self-massage movements that work? I know it doesn't feel as good as when you have a professional take care of you, but sometimes you just need to alleviate some of that pressure. Oh my goodness, so many. There's so many to choose from. Apart from that, you know, that self-care where you're doing it yourself, there's so many different disciplines that you can choose from. And I think firstly, I want to say that really choosing the right discipline for you is ultimately the most necessary because everyone's body reacts differently to different treatments. So you may not love or respond well to a deep tissue massage, but you might respond better to something lighter. So really finding what works well for you. I do have a couple of my favorites that I'll, I'll go through with you. So a lot of my suggestions. 
first is manual lymphatic drainage. When you think about how your heart pumps your blood throughout the body the entire day, that keeps that blood flowing throughout the day. But our lymphatic system doesn't work in the same way. Our lymphatic system actually requires a manual pump to be able to get that lymphatic fluid moving throughout our body. And this can be through exercise, through walking, through massage techniques, through self-massage as well, just helping to increase the amount of flow that we have within our body. Our lymphatic system helps to rid the body of any toxins, waste, or any unwanted matter. And it helps to kind of clean it out through lymphatic nodes that are situated throughout the entire body, specifically in any joints that you have. So if you think about the back of your knees, the crease of your elbows, all high areas of lymphatic nodes. I like to think of lymphatic nodes as the cleaning stations in your body. So it helps to filter out that lymphatic fluid and make sure that you have high immunity, that your skin's defenses are, or your body's defenses are working really, really well. Often, through lack of movement or moving in one particular way, we might find that this lymphatic fluid can become quite stagnant. And this can cause things like lethargy, pain, irritable moods, lower immunity. So it really is very important that we use those manual techniques to help get that lymphatic fluid moving. So you can either choose to go for a lymphatic drainage massage, which is very, very light pressure. Think the pressure of a cat's paw on your, on your hand. And that's really just pumping very gently toward those lymphatic nodes. But this is also something that you can do at home. If you just put your hand weight onto your forearm and just pump very gently up toward your elbow from your wrist and just do very light circles on your elbow, in the crease of your elbow, that will help to get everything flowing and moving again. There's also, you know, your classics like deep tissue and Swedish massages that help to increase circulation, help to increase heat in the muscles, as well as helps to alleviate pain and really helps to dissolve any of those very tight muscles or any of the tension in those tight muscles. One of my absolute favorites is bone therapy. And I, I know this is not um, a lot of common knowledge, but this really is an incredible treatment because it works on treating fascia. Now, fascia covers all of the muscles and organs. Think of it as, you know, wearing those really awesome supporting stockings in winter. That's exactly what fascia does to your muscles and your organs. It also helps to increase slip and glide throughout your muscles and organs. But as we get older, as our stress levels increase, as the pollution in our area increases, this can all cause fascia to become really rigid and really tight. And that can actually hold a lot of tension in those muscles and in those organs. So a bone practitioner is someone who will use hand rolling movements to specifically work on the fascia in your body to create equilibrium. Cupping is also another fantastic option really just ensure that you're going to someone who is certified in a recognized cupping technique, that they do have the correct qualifications for cupping. This offers tremendous benefit for anyone who has incredibly tight, stiff muscles, because this will create a suction cup to actually lift the muscle tissue and your practitioner will use their discretion to decide whether they'll be using drainage movements or just keeping the cup in one area to help 
instantaneously melt away a lot of the tension. And cupping, you'll find, is a lot more effective than, for example, a deep tissue massage because it helps to create that suction. So really awesome options there. I think at home, in your day-to-day, -day, you know, incorporating that uh, lymphatic drainage that you can do yourself at home, make sure that you're working upward toward those lymph nodes. You could also invest in a foam roller, which is an inexpensive way of being able to massage yourself at home. There are a ton of how to foam roll at home videos on YouTube. So I would really encourage you to go check that out if you do get a foam roller. I love the comparison about the, the fascia and then just that tightness that you feel. I'm sitting right here right now working on my forearms and moving that <laughs> to my elbow crease area. I mean, Dureshni, this has been so insightful and so incredibly helpful and very relevant, especially for the fact of a lot of us working from home or getting back into, you know, that day-to-day -day routine in the treatment room and maybe working, you know, a few more hours than we had expected to. Mm -hmm. I just, I know our listeners are going to be probably re-listening to this podcast over and over again to get all of these amazing expert tips that you have given us today. So I can't thank you enough for you know, your time and your knowledge and just your insightfulness around human ergonomics and really opening up this piece of information to a subject that I think a lot of us kind of think we know about, but now it just feels very relevant and very real. So I can't thank you enough for that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute blast and such an honor for me to be on here. So really, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was wonderful. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have any topics you'd like for us to feature, send an email to livingskinpod at dermalogica.com. And until next time, Cheers to living in your healthiest skin.